Hi guys, welcome to Mace Reads podcast with myself and Roz. I'm Adam. Roz, how are you? Roz is pretty well for today. I'm super excited. This is a a new venture for us. Um, Whoever thought people would want to listen to me talk even more than I already do. It could be unfortunate, but could be fun (laughs) as well. (laughs) So we'll see. You drinking? You've got your drink there? I've got my drink here. I've got my liquid courage. We're going to do this. We're going to record. The liquid courage just makes things flow a little easier, takes away the nerves. Well, I love being easy. So (laughs) (laughs) I bet you do. Let's just do a little insight of our background for the listeners, just in case they're not aware of us. We've known each other for, I'm going to just say 15 years. It's about 15. It's thereabouts. 15 15 years. uh, We met each other in a leisure, leisure type travel agency where we're booking for people going on vacations, honeymoons. Back in Australia. Back in Australia. Down under. Work together. Um, Roz, you went overseas. You left me. You left me all alone. How dare you? I left you? you twice. I left you first at that first retail store for another retail oh, that's store. That's true. <laughs> and then, and then I left for good. <laughs> first, you just left me locally, and then you left me internationally because you couldn't get further away from me. I understand. I need to put an ocean between us. Okay. And then what adventures have you done since then? Oh, goodness me. That's, I've been around. I've been around. I've done six out of the seven continents. I haven't hit Antarctica yet. Traveling. Yeah. Traveling, mostly leisure. Some of it was for work, but then again, in our industry isn't all our travel work related somehow. That's what tax says. It's tax write-offs. Yeah, I've been working in the field as well. So as well as traveling, I've been working in travel in some way for the last 15 years. And whether that's been as a travel agent, selling travel, whether that's been leading groups, like as a tour operator, running local tours, even in San Diego, I used to take people over the border to Tijuana on a pub crawl, Mm. Um, used to help run a youth hostel. So I feel like I've done a lot of different things within the industry. I feel like I have a good handle on the leisure side of things, which is completely different to what you've been doing when you followed me to America. And I'm just kidding. You didn't follow me, <laughs> no, but you, you you closed the gap. I had to eventually move over to New York City um, after Roz left me in retail, working, booking those honeymoons. I was too heartbroken, so I went traveling myself. Did Europe for a few months. Um, I then went to an online uh, travel agency where it was very fascinating. You learned a lot of different things within the industry because it was a lot of backend, a lot of technical, a lot of contracts, negotiations between uh, a company and then the airline hotels and so forth. And it was still customer service based. Um, I went over to Manila because we were, yes, we outsourced our contact center. I went over there, trained those guys, um, was still senior uh, customer relations manager. And then I head over to New York. I'm sure throughout the podcast, I'll tell you more about that adventure because that's, that was crazy in itself. Continued adventure. (laughs) And then I worked in a corporate capacity and it's very much business orientated. You've got your policy. These are your caps. This is what you can spend on your work trip. Um, It was more structured, um, very easy for me. 
because uh, you know what parameters you can work around. <laughs> My most recent was entertainment, booking for TV shows. So that was quite, quite interesting as well. But they've got their own budgets and things like that. So, you know, COVID has been interesting for both of us. We've got some free time up our sleeves because people are just simply not traveling right now. Literally. So why not do a little <laughs> bit of a podcast to entertain you folks at home? And it will be entertaining because Adam and I have known each other for so long. He was my first friend in the travel industry. When I first started at Flight Center, Adam was the first person I knew. I didn't think he liked me at the time. <laughs> that's a, look, listen, that, that's <laughs> a cliche Adam move. Cliche Adam move. <laughs> I think 90% I mean, of people think that to begin with. But as long as you make it to the other side, then we're persistent. good. I'm persistent and I persevered and... Then we requested the night shift. Remember, we're like Adam and Roz holding down the late night Thursday, Friday. And listeners, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Roz is vegan and she would make me go to McDonald's and order a quarter pounder with cheese without the meat. So it was literally the <laughs> And bar. he did it. And he I did, did it. it. Oh my God. See, that's a true friendship there that I went to McDonald's to order you <laughs> a motherfucking quarter pounder with cheese without the pound of meat or the quarter pound of meat. And you did it every, every week, Thursday, Friday, we'd alternate who would go to McDonald's and <laughs> I can't believe you remember my order. That yes. Was- yeah, because I'm traumatized. I'm traumatized. <laughs> and the McDonald's Coke. The McDonald's Coke really gave yeah. us the sugar we needed to persevere with the last two hours of that day. Yes. And now we've evolved into hard liquor. So I hope that everyone enjoys our time. Yes. Uh, hopefully we can give you some insider secrets, some uh, tricks of the trade. trade. Um, some laughs. I hope you laugh with us. I'll even accept at us because... <laughs> <laughs> Let's not give them the fuel, but yeah, as long as you're having a laugh with us, hopefully you can learn something along the way and how we go about things and let the 2021 adventure begin. Let it begin. And then we are rookies at this. So bear with us as we learn the tricks of the trade for podcasting. Someone else um, just DM us as to how to do that because we're Yeah, let us know what we're not doing, what we have, we can improve on the podcast end. Yeah, on the content end, you're sorted. You have the two best brains out of Australia, I think. I'm not going to say the best, but I we're think good. The most, the, good. Well, the well coupled, like you got the leisure travel, you got the corporate end of things. It's two people who have worked within the realm for a long time, who have known each other a long time. So it's mm. bound to be informative and funny and probably a little bit of a hot mess. And that's, well, what, that's- and a hot mess is guaranteed. <laughs> I'm gonna like pretend to be like, oh yeah, expert advice, da da da. Hot mess machine, a hundred percent. So uh, you don't make. even have to play it up, Adam. It's just gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life, 2020. Uh, 2021. <laughs> Damn it. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed, and let's get stuck into it because today we're tackling one bitch of a topic. What is it? Well, it's on everyone's mind. It's how to travel in COVID. Yeah. What's to do, how to go about it, what's the cancellation and change policies, what happens if you were to get sick. All of these topics will be discussed realistically. It's such a huge topic that it will probably go through a few different weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We'll probably deviate a bunch of times too. (laughs) Yes, it'll be our personal experience, our thoughts in regards to COVID. 
it's like a choose your own adventure book. Do you remember those novels when you're a teenager yeah. and you're like, favorite. yeah. And it's like, if you want to go here, choose your own adventure, turn to page 26. And then all of a sudden you're eaten by Venus flytraps. Or the quicksand or the quicksand, you know? So that's what it is. It's going to be a, a COVID podcast. Choose your own adventure style. So. As narrated by Ros and I. So I hope you all listen up, have a laugh and yes. watch us fumble our way through this. Enjoy. So first things first, Adam, have you seen the deals that are available for the flights right now? Have you? I heard? have. Okay. They're amazing. They're I, uh, so good. They're so yes. good. They're so cheap. And I finally, after seeing them come into my inbox for months and not taking advantage of them because I just wasn't sure whether I would actually be able to go or just being kind of anxious about it, I finally booked something. I booked flights to Belize. You're going to Belize. When are you going? Going at the end of February, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> what do we say? Low expectation, high reward. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> and how much did you buy it for? I got them for 180 round trip on Delta. That's which amazing. Is insane because that's normally a 600 plus ticket. It was basic economy though, which we Okay, know. that's good to know. Yeah. Explain to the listeners what basic economy is i'm sure they're aware but just in case we better cover these things yeah so it used to be that economy was the uh the cattle class as we call it in australia they don't have have that in america i don't think they call it cattle class here no i don't think so we'll have to uh american listeners if they call it cattle class here let us know but in australia that's what we call it so economy used to be the base ticket that was available and basically it was your seat some airlines would include a seat uh, selection you'd get a checked bag depending on the destination and a carry-on bag now they've released a new airfare category called it's been around for a little while yeah so it has it has been around well i think there's some like famous airlines that do it internationally you know easyjet ryan Ryan air your europe is synonymous for it and what it pretty much is you either go on the flight or you don't you Pretty can't much. change it. You can't cancel it. No refunds. It. No, mm-hmm. You're not getting the opportunity to change or cancel your ticket. So me having booked that flight to Belize basic economy under normal pre-COVID standards, I'm either going or I'm losing out. But my ticket, because of COVID, it's actually completely flexible. Well, not completely, but I can make changes. And the change fees are waived. So I don't have to pay a change fee to the airline if I need to change my ticket. It's non-refundable. Yeah, it's non-refundable, but I can hold a full credit for the full $180, which is still insane. With Delta. And actually, that's a really good thing that if you are booking flights uh, at the moment and you're not sure whether you'll actually be able to go, booking on an airline that you can use to do multiple different things is probably just something to keep in mind. Delta goes so many places. I can use that 180 to go many more places, but Belize, I can go domestically easily. So it's not a huge loss if if it ends up I can't go. I think that's a great suggestion um, because for me, I was considering going back to Australia, which a lot of us expats have done. 
I've got all these points with Delta. I'm a big Delta guy. And I was like, oh, what happens if I go back to Australia? Delta <laughs> used to be affiliated with Virgin Australia. And it used that to. went bankrupt. Mm. So I was like thinking, what should I do? And I did utilize some great discounts to go travel a little bit. I went over to the West Coast. I wasn't working. I had my COVID already so I felt a little bit more at that's liberty right to you had it earlier so you were I like you were carefree and fancy free so much earlier than the most of us I mean and that's why I got sick so <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I paid my dues I quarantined for the 14 days and so forth I've got the antibodies so I'm a little bit more at leisure and I'm still being safe and so forth but I picked up my own bargain you're going to Belize I did some domestic trips but it's true a lot of these things because you know you need to think okay Delta is a great American hub so if you're confident American's great right now because they're with one world Mm -hmm. and once the borders reopen you know you can fly to many other destinations with that credit if you didn't go domestically coming up in the next few months. Yeah, we will have an episode on alliances and credits and why you can't just apply that credit to anybody. So that's a whole topic on its own. Yes. (laughs) And on that note, how is it going to become more complicated to come back to your home country? What did the CDC release? Yes, last week they released a statement saying that any travellers entering the United States So if someone was stuck somewhere and they're coming back or, Mm -hmm. you know, Roz, she's traveling to Belize and she's coming back. When I come back home. Yep. Yes. Before departure to the U.S., a test is required. Okay. Yeah. And then it's recommended, and this is all the buzzwords that you need to read. (laughs) Required versus recommended, listeners. Exactly. Or mandatory. Mandatory is also a good one. That's the one that's in red. You (laughs) underline and put it in bold. Um, But it's recommended to get tested again three to five days after arrival and stay at home for at least seven days post-travel. And then depending on that test result, you know, if it's negative, you're free and easy. And then if you're positive, then seek medical advice. Exactly. And and Adam and I did some research. We were trying to locate very specific sources of information to alert us to how this is actually being enforced. So after the fact, you know, if you come back and they recommend the testing after you arrive back in the U.S., how is that being enforced if it's being enforced? I couldn't find anything tangible at this stage. I will continue to look because I am traveling soon and I would like to know if I'm going to be getting a little follow-up knock at the door. But at this stage, I know now when I booked this ticket, I did not need this test to come back home. Right. Now I know, okay, it's been three weeks since I booked the ticket. The change has occurred, which I anticipated lots of changes coming in between now and the um, hopeful departure to Belize. Now I know that when I return to the U.S., I need to have a test. So for Belize, I need to have one to go there. And then I have to get one while I'm there to come back. Yes. And I think this is going to be very common in the Definitely. next months as well. Um, I know for Australia as well um, and certain airlines, for example, Qantas, it's mandatory to get tested in their special 
advisory no way. medical lab. So if you just went to a urgent care and a walk-in center somewhere around the corner from your, you know, residence, they're not going to accept it. For you to be on their aircraft, it has to be through their lab. And if I've learned anything from experiences, even just becoming a U.S. permanent resident and having to go to specific doctors to get certain certificates and things before I could enter the U.S. as a permanent resident, this shit takes time. It's going to be a time suck on your vacation or your holiday if the airline is requiring you to use a specific set of doctors. Like how how early in advance you even have to make that appointment? I think, (laughs) yeah, I I think it would be great if there's going to be at airport. airport, Yeah, Mm -hmm. at airport testing. Adam, didn't the airline trial that? I think we were were chatting about that. Yeah, United Airlines, New York to London. They were saying to get to the airport, check in, do the testing, a rapid test there. And it's a short flight, pretty much the same distance from here to the the West Coast. Coast. Yeah. So I think, look, there's a lot of emptiness in airports right now. I think (laughs) it would be great to kind of have these on-testing sites available just for the peace of mind for for the ease I think for the ease of travelers because I mean honestly listeners whether you are protesting anti-testing and we'll go into the vaccine eventually whatever it is your position on this is if you are a traveler this is going to become part of your routine now to travel once travel opens so having it available in airports is great because it's going to appease the airline and the country requirement, right? And so actually on that note, if you are planning on traveling, you shouldn't just be looking at what the country requires to enter. You should be looking at the airline requirements too. Mm -hmm. Because like Adam was saying with Qantas, they're requiring you to test. Qantas are also requiring the vaccine to travel with them. So that is a huge thing. If somebody was looking at, you know, de- destination and we're flying Delta, it would be different. Delta wouldn't require it. They would probably just look at the testing. But if they were looking at Qantas and didn't look up the airline specific requirement, this is not an Australia requirement. This is just an airline rule now for them specifically. Qantas wants you to have the vaccine to travel on with them. And that could get you into a lot of trouble if you show up at the airport with that one. Well, right, exactly. You've been denied boarding and there's mm-hmm. big headaches. No refunds. They're not going to help you out. You can probably fight it, but they will be very strict that you didn't look at the look at the terms and conditions. And, and that's why you should also be using a travel agent because they're the ones that are supposed to alert you to those fun little facts. That's the thing about our job. <laughs> it's always, yeah, exactly. We're the, we're the fall guy. So yeah. if anything was ever to go wrong, we're always the one that is blamed, even though it's not our fault. We're like the stuntman. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, on the note for the vaccine, at the moment, no country has come out and said, you are required to have this to come to see us. But we have seen an airline. I haven't heard of other airlines yet. Just Qantas at the moment, who has said you require the vaccine to fly with them. But I don't think it will be unheard of to eventually, once the vaccine is more readily available to the lay people, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. those those who are not frontline workers, essential workers. Yeah, and me too. Okay, I'm a layperson. So once it becomes available to us, it might not be unheard of to hear a country require it. And just so the listeners know, this is not the first time that a vaccine has been required for travel. Uh, yellow fever is a required vaccine for certain destinations within Africa and South America. But at the end of the day, a vaccine required for travel, this is not new. This is not new to the industry. It's not new to travel. It might be new to you. But just take that in your stride, whatever your belief is for or against the vaccine. Make sure you check the airline rules and check the country rules. Don't get caught off guard. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, My two cents on it is it'll be interesting if airlines want to have this mandatory vaccine because there's just so it's just not available to everyone right now and they're going to be losing potential clients if they there's a bar in far bombay come on and fly with me let's fly let's fly away you know we've just covered the piece on the vaccine and making sure that you check the information we touched on it yeah, we touched, we, we touched on the vaccine. We've touched on making sure that you do your research before you travel to make sure you have the appropriate test requirements for your destination and return home now in some cases. Um, but we need to go back and talk about the deals because they are incredible and you want to take advantage of them. But there are a few things that you should be looking out for before you put the money down. So tickets are not really refundable. That hasn't changed. But what has changed is change fees. Yeah, so the change fees have been waived. So normally domestically across the board, it's a $200 change fee. And even if you were to cancel your flight and it's held as a credit, when Mm -hmm. you go to redeem that credit, the change fee of $200 is normally charged. So that's being waived, which is great. It's It's even being waived on the basic economy airfares, which we touched on. But there is one important note to consider now. Mm. That's the The fair difference. And this is what I've been hung up on. Adam and I differ slightly as to when we think well, let's 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 talk about that really quickly. When do you think, Adam, prices are going to go up back to their not regular, but you know, a more familiar price gonna, range? Yeah, I think it's going to be longer, a year plus. I think it, they're going to be at bargain basement for the next year. I don't know if we'll see bargain basement pricing past six months once travel opens up. So once travel opens, I think we'll see deals for about six months. And then I think that price is going to slowly work its way back up to its prior placement. And, and let's put a poll on Instagram. Ooh, to I like this idea. Who agrees with me and who agrees with Roz. And we'll see in the next <laughs> six to 12 months to see what prices are <laughs> In 12 months from now, we'll be like, so who was right? But, you know, whether it happens in six months, whether it happens in 18 months, it's important to know what fair difference could actually be. Right. And, and factor it di- in. Don't get caught yeah. off guard. And the fair difference is pretty much, so today, Roz bought her round trip flights for 180 bucks. She may need a change to a different date. She might be pushing it back a few months. She might be bringing it forward, whatever the situation may be. It's an endless 
plethora of examples. The endless array of possibilities of why yes. Roz needs to change her ticket. Exactly. But at the end of the day, if it is more expensive, and even if it's 280 now, they're going to forward on that price of the extra $100 to you, even though the change fee is waived. It's waived. So just, be, just be mindful that you're swooping in on these sale prices. And they're great sale prices. They are. Uh, I have not seen them this low. I don't think ever in my 15 years have they been this cheap. You should be cautious about if you have to make a change to your ticket, the potential price, the potential fare difference that that could take on. And don't be caught off guard by that because the cheaper the ticket is, the more likely that there will be a fair difference. And that just comes back to Adam and I's, you know, discussion about when we think the prices will go up. You know, if you have to delay your trip for whatever reason, by the time you rebook your ticket, it may be more expensive. Definitely the sooner you plan on traveling, generally is the, it's more expensive. So if I try to change my ticket a week before travel for a week later, I'm more than likely going to see a fair difference, you know, versus if I try to change it for six months down the track. Yeah. And there's a lot of things as well that we'll touch on in later episodes as well, mm-hmm. because the airfare that you purchase does have specific rules and regulations in the back end. Rerouting and, and exactly. Oh, and yeah. there is a big one traveling in domestic, which is a 14 day advanced purchase. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you step foot into a two-week period Window. before departure, it's instantly going to jump up in price. That's just how exactly. it works. Exactly. So just be mindful. Let's snatch up all these bargains. Let's go. But look. Let's do it just, mindfully. Do it smartly. Do it mindfully. Make sure that you're actually trying to go, not just I'm going to book it now just in case and then I'll change it later. Because yes, that is such a to... dangerous mentality. I yes. If you so, if you have all the money in the world, then you can fly by that mentality. But if you are on a budget like I am most of the times when I travel, that is not a safe mentality to have because it can cost you a lot of money down the track. And if you've got all the money in the world, I'm available. Buy me a seat. <laughs> I'll come traveling with you. I'm a great, great fun. I am looking for a sugar daddy. Applications are open. And on that note, um, let's just leave that there. But it is important to also have an idea as to, look, some unforeseen matters do actually yes, pop up. They, they occur. And, and they surprise you, catch you unaware. Mm-hmm. And a good a additional good purchase, a good additional yes. purchase to keep in mind if you are planning on traveling and foreseeably may need to cancel for a reason outside of covid okay yes it's gonna yeah. be travel insurance travel insurance so at the moment so back in march uh, a lot of travel insurance companies started to backpedal really quickly because mm-hmm. the policies that they were selling did not include pandemic coverage and so a lot well, of people the pandemic was what 19 19- 18, the Spanish flu? <laughs> yeah, the Spanish flu. When was that? Don't quote me on that. But we are, you know, we, it's, in, it's, it's on a recording now, but it's been a long time and a lot of the policies didn't cover it. And I'll be the first one to say that I do not read everything I sign 
properly, okay? I don't think we all do. Half of us definitely don't read our emails. And and so people were panic cancelling, right? We everyone, I mean, most of us had plans. Oh yes. In February, it was crazy. And and that was when it hadn't really hit too many cases. Shit hadn't even the bang yet. And everyone was just like, I don't want to go, I gotta cancel. It was probably a blessing. Let's face it, it was probably a good thing. (laughs) It was, it was definitely, yeah. But at the end of the day, travel insurance, depending on what reason it is you made it to cancel for, could afford you a refund in the end. So I think the biggest one, and this is something that most people don't know, unless they've bought travel insurance before and they are familiar with what a policy covers. Uh, But if you book your insurance, within 24 hours of booking your first item for your trip, you are afforded pre-existing coverage for free. It's included. Now, pre-existing coverage is a huge one. If you have any family members with any pre-existing ailments, or even if yourself or your traveling companion have something that may come up or may worsen before the trip. Okay, this is a foreseeable circumstance. So my first my first piece of advice is that if you are purchasing travel insurance, that you buy it within 24 hours of the first dollar you spend on your trip, because that is a free additional coverage that just gets included. It's just like swept up in the first purchase. If you do not get it during that time frame, you can still purchase a great travel insurance policy. It's just not going to have pre-existing, you know, but there are other things that definitely are included, like trip cancellation for unforeseen circumstances. And there are so many unforeseen circumstances, right, Adam, that you can, like, that happen before you go. Oh, I mean, I'm like a massive klutz, so, (laughs) you know, uh, like... A broken leg could be a big one. Oh, yeah, easily. I I could do endless amount of things. So it's great that if if there is a policy in place, you know, and I do stumble, break my leg, then I can't travel, then the travel insurance does cover it. And I know a lot of the listeners are are saying, yes, normally my credit card that I purchased on includes it. Yes, that's great. Definitely. Like what we're suggesting is have some form of coverage Mm-hmm. At the moment, due to COVID, unfortunately, these insurance companies are kind of like, okay, you catch COVID, soz, but not soz. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, but not sorry, we're not covering it. And a lot of them actually, uh, and this is crazy, is if you get COVID, so let's say I'm going to Belize, I purchase insurance, and I get COVID before I go. Even though it's technically an unforeseen circumstance, it is an existing pandemic. Therefore, it's not covered. Right. Travel insurance companies are offering to refund your premium instead of covering you. Oh, really? Isn't that insane? That is insane. Yeah. So it doesn't matter on how many thousands of dollars you spent on your trip. Here's a couple of hundred you paid on travel insurance back. We're sorry, but we're not sorry. Wow. (laughs) Right? Exactly. So there are insurance companies that are working towards getting this kind of coverage. And we'll have more on that later on. But for now, 
It doesn't mean that it you hasn't passed approach. yet. It's, yeah, it hasn't passed yet. <laughs> right. but we, we have the inside scoop. It is happening. We just can't say much more about it just yet. But all you need to know is that regardless of what you're doing for your travels, a bunch of other shit can go down before you go aside from COVID. And honestly, Adam and I have seen our fair share of random shit come up before somebody travels. And we could have a whole episode on travel insurance horror stories. Yeah, and exactly. unforeseen well, circumstances. Yeah, unforeseen things just occur, stop you from being able to go and no refund. So get the travel insurance, invest in your investment in travel. Well, traveling is expensive. So it you is. just want to be covered. Whether it's your credit card or whether it's something else, we're just really stressing. It's good be to have covered, be, yeah. be safe. And, and on that, with the credit cards, just make sure that you know the phone number. I know this sounds like really common sense, but a lot of my clients have been caught out by trying to access the travel insurance through their credit card when like shit hit, has hit the fan and they've been sent in circles, you know? Well, I think that's a good part as well because with your credit card, it's just like an added bonus and a lot of us don't think about it. Where no, if we you know we have it, but right. how do I call them? Exactly. And when you buy a separate policy, they are more at hand, they're more accessible and they can, you know, help you with, you know, getting you into an English speaking facility if you're overseas. A recommended facility where you don't have to pay out of pocket yourself, they'll take care of it, all those kinds of things. You know, even if you lose your bags on your way to your trip and you have to purchase a change of underwear or a toothpaste or a new pair of shoes, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is you need to get by. Maybe you need a brand new suit because you were on a business trip. It's covered in the insurance. It's included. So it is better to have insurance and not need it than to need it and be high and dry. All right. So let's like wrap it up. Because yes. I know that we will have some things coming up. And I got places to be. I'm just kidding. Oh. I got nowhere to be. It's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Be safe. Be safe. Um, Hashtag stay at home. <laughs> exactly. But we covered some good um, topics. Uh, insurance, cancellation, change policies. The vaccine. The testing. Mm-hmm. Airline requirements. Government requirements. Yes. Don't be caught out buying these cheap airfares with the intent of changing it down the track. Yes, I think Um, that's the biggest takeaway, honestly. Take away what Adam just said and buy travel insurance and you'll be in a better position if and when you have to change. Just hopefully these things have given you a nice little toolkit that you can use to take advantage of these incredible sales. Let's face it, they're pretty fucking incredible. And again, I'm still looking for that millionaire with that <laughs> multi-millionaire. Million gets you nowhere. And I am still a millionaire, multi-millionaire. <laughs> and I am still looking for an available sugar daddy. And we're going to end it there. Cocktail hour is, I mean, has it ended or has it begun? Because we were drinking already. But we'll and continue on after this. You know what this is? It's yeah. a layover. Oh, look at you. It's a layover. So we're going to come back to this topic next week. We're reachable on Instagram, sliding to our DMs, which we keep saying, but I personally love it. Um, (laughs) Mates.rates.podcast or periods as they call them in America. 
Um, and then it's contactmatesrates at gmail.com if you want to email us. Contact us. Slide in the DMs. Whether, whether it's uh, podcast related or not. <laughs> yeah, maybe you just want to tell us that we're great or that we, you know, we don't suck, but we could stand to improve. Or oh, the question is. is, how is your accent so American, yet mine is still so, so thick and Australian? I've been here a lot longer than you have, and my accent was never thick to begin with. Look, thicker is always better. It's always about the thicker. <laughs> On that note, here is a, a song that belongs, it doesn't belong to Adam and I, but uh, it's a song that when I hear, and I know when Adam hears it, and maybe a few other people who were present at the time will know that. to this, find out what this is. Yeah, this is our song, Adam. If ever we had a song, this is it. So um, on that note, guys, peace out. We'll see you next week. Please let us know what questions you have. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.